Welcome everyone in Austin, Texas and all over the world. This is Baron and the Doc here with the next episode of That Reminds Me Of. And we're talking today about the Danish film The Blue Orchid. That's right. And this is the show where we talk about films and the films that we're reminded of while watching those films. It's spoiler heavy. So if you are worried about spoilers, take note. Otherwise, listen on. The Blue Orchid, Baron. This was, for both of us, one of the top ones that we wanted to watch. I'm not sure what the reason was, but I think it's got something to do with it. It looked a little bit sexy, a little bit mysterious, and we do tend to go for that sort of stuff. Yes, it did. It looked very sexy. <laughs> I was excited. It had uh, lots of naked... Well, actually, just had really one woman <laughs> in lots of different scenes with lights on her. Uh, and different patterns, just doing naked, sexy moves. Uh, and we were both like, yep, that's going on the list 100%. Yeah, so it was a non-negotiable. <laughs> so we did it. We've we've now done it. And let's let's start with the synopsis. I reckon I'll, I'll just go, go into it. What do you please, think? Please, please do, Doc. Okay. Well, The Blue Orchid, it um, involves a young photographer whose name's Casper. And he leads a pretty normal life for a photographer. He's doing, he's got a cute girlfriend. Uh, and he's doing a lot of photography. Pretty boring photographer stuff. Really Pho boring photographer <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Photographing flowers and food, shooting ads with like kids and animals. So everything that you aspire to, to do. But then he, he suddenly gets this mysterious job offer that involves him getting into a unmarked vehicle and going to some mysterious location with bad lighting and strange wallpaper. And he's <laughs> given this little camera that looks like it's something futuristic from 1980 yeah. <laughs> and goes into the room where there's this, you know, this this model in various stages of undress and he basically just has to film her. He doesn't know why. He doesn't know what this cam, what the special qualities of this camera are. And he does that. By degrees, he gets infatu infatuated by her as, as an audience, I think we're meant to as well. Mm -hmm. And that improves his sex life with his cute girlfriend because he's always thinking about this model all the time. Uh, and eventually he can't st stand it anymore and he has to have a crack at the model. Uh, he gets caught by the minder and thrown out, loses that awesome gig that he had <laughs> and um, he's, he's out on his ear. Uh, but then he can't stop thinking about her. He's getting all sort of morose and depressed. He's stuffed up his relationship for good, it seems. And he, he goes about trying to find her again and in the process tries to work out like what the what's going on. And essentially he finds out that the, the camera is not just taking normal videos, but it, it they become holograms, you know, like again, maybe nineteen seventies style sci fi holograms. Star Wars stuff. Star maybe Wars one. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um where and if you couple that with this drug, this little blue liquid then it somehow um, makes you have this um, wonderful sexual, spiritual experience. And then it ends. And then it ends. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it just ends. Exactly. Wow. It's, uh, it's a very strange film. It's mm. kind of like a psychedelic, erotic extravaganza of some sort, but it's not very extravagant at all. It's actually really pared back. Mm. And... 
this guy is super odd. The main the main dude, uh, Casper. He's just mm. he. You know, even from the very beginning, where you're watching him photograph a single orchid plant without moving it, lighting it doing anything at all to it but he's like sweating and taking different <laughs> angles uh, uh but but the same angle just turning the camera a little bit um yeah. he's just a he's just a crazy weird dude and the whole film ha has choices like that throughout it the whole thing is mm. really unusual what was yeah. your overall vibe of it doc i was very open-minded early on because i thought it had all the elements that that I liked, and it's not just the sexiness; it's that sense of mystery, you know. Yeah, the where you we must don't... defend ourselves here, Doc. It's not just yeah. the sexiness. Well, it's 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 true, uh, yeah. and you, it felt like the sort of thing that you'd be trying to untangle, and work out, and and in a sense, you you are all through, but you never. There's never anything really to work out. I agree. It has this promise of a deep, mm. deep mystery. Like you said, the guy takes a job. It's is the most mysterious and frightening job interview process that you could possibly have and would have pretty much anybody just walking away going, nah, I'm not into it. Like mm. it turns out he's got his old mate that he used to work with, shows up at a party, he's hitting on his girlfriend hard and in the meantime <laughs> says, by the way, I think I've got a job for you. And then they yeah. go, do they just leave the party together, leave the girlfriend, go to this thing which involves them sitting in the bushes watching the front door of, a, of an unmarked building and then and then a van sort of arrives out the front of it with this um scary looking sort of like black security guy who then who then picks a dude up off the street puts him in the back almost almost putting a bag over his head but not quite you know what i mean like it's it's mm. that mysterious when this dude finally gets the job it's all of that plus then he gets handed a weird camera that like you said is so like what it it's, it's impossible to understand what any of this stuff is or means. And you're just kind of going for the ride, you know? But let's stop there. Yeah. Up until then, everything you've described. Yeah. Up until then, I'm happy enough. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, wow, what could this be? You know, where what clandestine secret society is he going into? What what nonsense are they getting up to? Yes. Why is it so secretive? Um my goodness, what is that camera? That looks so odd, um, but not really that odd, mind you. But um, but different. Why why is that cam? Why does that camera look so old fashioned? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and why is it that he just has to hold it here and not actually do any use any of his skills as a photographer and just, <laughs> <laughs> and just hold it there and perving at her? But yeah. still, it's also strange to then. That and you feel like there's something supernatural underneath it all, or totally and, agree. And it's it's building and building, and the the look and feel of the film is is odd and unsettling. Uh, so it 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 could have got it could have got me by then. You know what? I was I'm with you. I was I was like deeply involved in the mystery uh, mm. up until I think I started to get this feeling that maybe it wasn't going to go anywhere at a certain point. It's it's actually really hard to pinpoint the moment. Like, do mm. you, do you know when it was? It's probably in some, somewhere in the sort of um, end halfway. of Yeah. Halfway, maybe end of the second act, you just start to lose confidence that it's going to go anywhere. And I can't even pinpoint what the thing is. I think it's actually a series of little slightly mm. off-putting, um, revelations that don't give you quite what you think you're going to get. Yeah, that's probably what yeah. it is. Yeah, uh, and I, I put I put a note at 45 minutes, mm. uh, and it, it was when the his mate 
also went there and he said that he he filmed a man and i thought oh wow maybe yeah. there's something going on here where the you know what they're filming is a representation of their desires or something a little bit freaky i thought oh, the same but, thing but no so so it sort of got me back it had almost lost me got me back with the promise it didn't have to be what i'd thought it was but i thought it could be something weird yeah. And then it just gradually, gradually normalised the whole experience to being just a drug addict and a and a Princess Leia. Yes, I think the I think the blue orchid juice that mm. they get out of the orchids. Which, by the way, what does? Oh, that was out of the orchids. I didn't realise. I assumed. So, so this is my take on the ending. Massive mm. spoiler alert for everybody. But um, your your main character, Casper finally gets you know follows the truck follows the um the trail of clues back to a place that's which is almost like an like an underground facility where mm. they've got they're, they're they're growing orchids under blue lights and uh, yeah. they seem to be playing to the orchids the the video recordings that he's recorded of like the woman and then they extract the juice or something, I don't know, from the orchid into little vials. And when you combine the orchid juice that has was captured while watching the video and then uh, give the video in a little Star Wars hologram and yeah. those two things, and then they vape the blue juice, then you have, that's what creates the whole thing. That was my understanding. I could be wrong, but mm. at that point I was like, Nah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. You've, what you've just described is almost winning me back. Oh, really? Because cause that's that's at least... I'd missed that. I must have been, you know, looking down at my chips or something at the time when that came on. Okay, uh, yeah. You, well, it's easy to miss. It all happens in one little, you know, 10-second mm. thing. But yeah. at, least, at least that's a connection, I suppose, between the blue juice and mm. the Princess Leia hologram and... That connects them because otherwise I was just thinking, well, what's what's the point? Like it's 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 um, the technology is not impressive. The hologram is not sexy. Yeah. And it's like what's what's alluring them to even want to do this? Just put on a movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, if if the blue juice was that good, right? You could look at anything. You could you could actually instead of looking at the hologram. Go put on your favorite movie star on TV. Have the blue yeah. juice, and next thing you're in the bedroom with them. You know, like why wouldn't you just do that uh, mm. rather than some random, random model? You know, so yeah. Um, but yes, it, I I think that was the point. That was the connection between them. Mm. I mean, I love the idea of a blue juice that you can vape and would take you into the bedroom of any anyone that you saw. Like that's that's that in itself is kind of cool. Uh, but it's not that. <laughs> you know, the the well the possible reality of that or yeah. that as a film premise as a premise i think that's okay. cool. possible reality i don't know <laughs> except the, the the film really ends with this this basically he has one big trip wakes up yeah. and then straight away he's putting another violin so you get this sense that the end of the film is that this guy's life is kaput right he's broken up with his girlfriend mm. and he's so into this now that it's going to be hard for him to live a normal reality anymore yeah and look, if I'm going to take some positives, yeah. I, as a uh, comment on drug use at, towards the end and how you can get hooked on this fantasy, you know, that the drugs give you and how the first hit is perhaps so unbelievable, but then you're destined to just get, you know, to go nowhere on it. Mm. I thought that I took something of that out of it. And 
I also thought that when they they got together and got that high on the blue juice, the transition from sobriety, from being from being sober to smashed off their heads mm. was was quite nicely done. Like yeah, it, it um that that's hard to to get across but one one second they were you know completely normal and the next they are tripping i mean if we're going to talk about some positives some more positives all of that naked imagery and that he, that was really sort of taking you into his mind space i think like mm. he was being taken away to this very exotic location very secretive where he would basically be given a ridiculous camera and then just asked to film a very attractive naked person. And like that was clearly just all playing with his his psych, his psychology and it was mm. getting all into his head. And um, I thought that was actually, even though it was kind of maybe overplayed, it was really, really well done. Like it was beautiful footage, uh, mm. very artsy. They were projecting, you know, wallpaper style patterns onto onto this woman who did you think here's a question did you think that she was a transgender person when you first saw her i had this whole crying game moment that this that's mm. that's what that's where we were heading for a moment not really uh, i thought she was probably meant to be like female but not overtly feminine just sexual in a non-descript way because <laughs> very striking looking right and yeah I, I i was i was wondering if they were going to play with gender in there and it felt like it was going to go that way for a minute but then it doesn't because mm. when the other guy says he saw a man mm. i almost for a minute was like oh is it the same person and they're going to play with gender uh, you know what yeah. i mean but it didn't it, it didn't go that way i would have liked them to like, i would have liked them to yeah. as well i think that would have been really interesting definitely well, you mentioned the the scenes where yeah they're projecting like the lights and everything on her body and mm. they they really were quite strikingly done that, that was a it was like a full length um art um like an installation it, almost it, or... art insta yeah, yeah video installation yeah um but that stuff was was really good but what did you think about in general the look of the film because it was it had some very prominent things that it came back to it was very confusing, the look of it. It actually had a bit of a 70s vibe or something. It was mm. like very yellow and crunched in, 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 in a way, the, the look of it. I couldn't quite figure out what they were doing with the cameras to get that look. It's quite a specific and, and almost like a difficult thing to achieve, I think. Like mm. um, you just don't see it. And later on in the film, when he goes into the underground bunker thing, uh, you know, like it's blue really really blue and kind of strange looking so you know there was there was some odd mm. odd grading the whole thing had a bit of an odd feel to it like it was from another time what was your yeah. take yeah well I, i'm sure that was the intention and it's yeah. it was successful because it did a lot of things played into the fact that it looked like it was from another time mm. but certainly the look of it how it was lo-fi the the lighting was was interesting uh the what are the the it was softly soft focus yeah at, at at different times always hot and sweaty like an uncomfortable not modern air conditioned environment absolutely uh, and the technology um that 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 also suggested like that it's meant to be either timeless or 
I don't know, a parallel universe or something because because why yeah. else would you... The technology was not impressive, how it looked. That's true. It's like it felt to me like it was filmed 10 years ago but meant to be set in the late 70s or something, you know? Like it had a, yeah. a strange, a really strange feel to it, which didn't bother me. I kind of liked it. I liked the aesthetic. Like if the whole film had a more of a cracking pace to it and went mm. somewhere more you know, definitive with the whole thing, then that that whole aesthetic could have been really great for it. Yeah, that's true. I said something almost exactly the same, and that was that it looked like the film was conceived 40 years ago and then they've only just got around to making it. <laughs> yes. You know, because the, the concept of that hologram, you know, uh, is, yeah. is interesting or would have been, but today you'd almost, I'd probably back that someone's done it. <laughs> You know what's really strange too is like, yeah, no, totally. You could, you could get well, there's that. there's VR. Thing. There's VR. Yeah. That camera that they had designed, it had a, one of those little security cameras on the inside of it. That was the sort mm. of ring of like, so it's weird because you're looking at it going, I know what that is. Like, I know how they've made that. <laughs> <laughs> Physically how they've made like, that I actually cardboard know box the with a security that camera. Are in yeah. That. yeah, that's right. Um, but that didn't. That didn't destroy it for me. It was just, you know, just some odd little details. No, it, it, it was almost nice that it had that touch. Yeah. I, if only it had it had meant something. If the story had been more concluded or had the mystery had unraveled in a more satisfying way. Okay, funniest one of the funniest <laughs> one of the funniest things for me was when he's with his mate and they've got they've got the goat. He's just come back right from his first night on the job and he's now got to like take seriously this his his real job which is to do a, a commercial with the goat. And what does he say? He go- <laughs> Oh, I wrote it down. It was so good. He basically goes up to the goat and, and he says, he gives the goat direction. He's like, look, I want look you at the to- camera. I want you to look yeah. at the camera oh, and be proud of your milk. That's what it was. Wow. That was funny. Oh, yeah. and it- look at the camera, be awake and be proud of your milk. <laughs> Perfect direction for a goat. And there were bits. It started with a couple of nice bits too, like when they were um, filming the food, uh, like the... Even the um, imagery of the honey dripping and them doing the, the um, cleaning the strawberry, like that, gave you a sense of what was to come thematically a little bit. Yeah. But it was also quite funny seeing that that's what the, you know what they were spending their time doing. Yeah, and the final image was also mm. something that you would have seen, like what product photography would have been mm. thirty or forty years ago as well. That's the other thing. Like it yeah. gives you. It adds to that aesthetic because nobody shoots products like that anymore. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have even picked that. It was just so, it just had like the the checkered tablecloth and, you know, it was all sort of still life lit, you know, like it was just very old fashioned. Yeah, true. I'm sure mm. there's something we're missing in in it all. So I hope so. Let's, let's give them some credit for, oh. you know. <laughs> Look, I was pretty much entertained the whole way through. I just, I just was like you, waiting for something more to happen. But mm. you know, there was at no point that I was going to switch the thing off and walk away from the mystery. I needed to know. I needed to know what happened, and I was, I was with it big time. And I, I give them credit for not uh, going too long, which a, a lot of the films in this festival so far have done the right thing there and not given us two and a half hour, uh, you know, things to sit through. I, there's nothing better than a, a sub 90 minute film they're, they're actually I've, i'm growing such a respect for those these shorter time lengths mm. um and look we should mention too that the festival's finished now and we've 
So we've just seen this as one of our last films in the in the festival. I'm so curious about how the whole how like audiences that are there have taken this whole list of films. Mm. But like we've seen quite a few that are quite short and and that's in an era now where a lot of films are over 2 hours mm. coming out of the studio system. It's really quite nice to watch a film that's 80 minutes long. You know? It's it's more than nice. It's it's just a a thrill. I, I, yeah. I just don't want, even if it's a good film, I don't want to be there for that long. What did it remind you of? Anything at all? Well, look, I've got it. So the camera and mm. the way that you look through the camera or what you see when you look through the camera, all these weird, creepy images actually really reminded me of a video game that I played years and years ago. <laughs> I love it. I think it was called Frame Zero. It's a Japanese ghost game that was absolutely terrifying. I think I played it for about a week straight and had the worst night's sleep of my life. Like I was having just terrible nightmares the whole time. And the whole thing is you're in this old Japanese haunted mansion, like, you know, really old creepy one in, in the woods. It's half rotten. And you're walking around and the only way you can see ghosts is through this dodgy old like camera. Uh, oh, wow. And so like you just constantly doing this and, and it's all kind of flickery and crappy and a, a little like this one was. And for a little while there, I was thinking that he was that this woman model wasn't even real because I had this game playing in my head. As soon as I saw that camera and the way it worked, I was like, oh, my God, what's he in for? He's going to start like, is this woman even real? Is this going to turn into some horrible thriller where he can only see her through the camera? And, you know, like I started going down that road. Well, you, you no one could blame you because that's what virtually happened at the start when yeah. you suddenly stopped filming her and she disappeared. And exactly. the hair clip or whatever it was fell to the ground. So what was, was what was, was that was, about? It was never explained. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I thought at the time that somehow the process of filming her meant that the camera had taken in her life force or something. Which could and, have been really interesting as well. Hmm. Yeah. But there she was the next time ready <laughs> for another right. session. <laughs> That's right. How, how about you? Any for you? Mine are all anti-references, um, m- movies that I think have done, explored similar things, but I dare say have done them better, mm-hmm. uh, like David Lynch, Mulholland Drive, mm. where there's that mystery at the centre of it with that blue box. There's always just a sense of what what does it mean, what's inside the box, how does that connect to everything? Mm. And this had the potential to be similar to that and to really have a mystery at the heart of it. And I just don't think it succeeded. Yeah. Whereas to my mind, David Lynch, even though he, he never explains anything, he never you never have any payoff really, but he, the sense of mystery is always there. You know, he's you're, you're right. He's very similar in that he's not going to explain very much to you. However, you don't feel... you get Generally, you get to the end of the film and you just feel like you've experienced something crazy and amazing. That's you right. Know, you don't really feel like anything's been left out that you needed, which mm. is... I don't know. There's some talent behind that. I don't know how that even works. It's some kind of magic. They're, they're, they're in the same family um, and just, you know, one's a more talented brother. Yeah, there you go. Um, another one I had was Eyes Wide Shut for similar reasons, I suppose. I mean, it's the whole mystery of this kind of sex cult thing going mm. on. Um, and this has a lot of those similar vibes. You've got a guy who's trying to find his way into the middle of it so he can find out what it's all about. Super curious. And it just gets him in trouble. I had Eyes Wide Shut as well. There you go. Yeah. And, and again, anti-reference because with Eyes Wide Shut, you you get 
it revealed this secret society and you're you're in that room and seeing all the crazy stuff that's happening and how you know how many people are implicated by it and yeah and it's really it's it's a reveal and there was an opportunity for that same reveal in this mm-hmm. and when he gets up the ladder and looking through the window finally it's all revealed and i just wasn't taken by what was revealed to me you know what this film feels like it needs actually now that we're talking about it we're talking about how it's short mm. it actually now that we're getting to this it really feels like it needed a third act like him getting high mm. is almost feels more like the end of a second act that's a low point he's uncovered most of the mystery right but then these guys should have rocked up with freaking guns or something to try and take the stuff back or he should have yeah. had to do some sort of thing that like threw him right back in danger and you know it just sort of feels like it's missing that finale you know what i mean and the finale would have given us some sort of final bit of information that we just need that we're missing you know yeah no obviously you're, that's you're... very it's very hollywood but it feels like it just felt like it needed that something no, it was spot on. That would have been one way of, of fixing it to me. Yeah. Another would have been just to make that reveal that he had. Like he had a whole reveal moment mm. and just make that more compelling. And then I could have bought into the fact of it, you know, just um, dropping away into a, a drug haze. Well, I just said eyes wide shut. Was there any others that you had that you wanted to talk about? A couple of quickies. Um, True Detective Season 2. The one with Rachel McAdams, and from memory, I think she kind of infiltrated some secret kind of society where she mm. was pretending to be one of the women that was being um, hard done by. I, I can't remember the details, but um, again, anti-reference because I thought there might be some real form of exploitation or something that was un- under the surface here that would be uncovered as as was the case in in that in that series but again not really i never saw the second season of true detective the first season was amazing i saw the first episode of the second season and it was so different in in a in a way that i found it really off-putting and i didn't keep watching but maybe i should have no it was really good not yeah. flawless but um had a lot of good parts of it and um some great acting performances by um Rachel McAdams won and Colin Farrell I thought was great too. Yeah, right. Cool. I don't really have any others. I, I did note down Nightcrawler because there was a sense of um, the the guy, the main character, Casper, just being a bit creepy and um, relentless in his pursuit of, of this thing uh, that reminded me a little bit of Nightcrawler, but not a lot. It was sort of a pretty weak reference, actually. Well, my, most of mine have been two, and I'll throw one <laughs> one last weak reference in, Yeah, and that's um, Under the Skin. Yeah, what a which, messed up, crazy film. That's a great reference. That's a messed up, crazy film. Um, there, there really is a mood to that film, and it's this mix of sexy and unnerving, and, um, and there's a real sense of danger through the whole thing. Mm. And I feel like they're three of the elements that this film was trying for definitely sexiness definitely trying to be unnerving and 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 trying to have a sense of foreboding and danger in it yeah and again didn't it didn't do badly on any of those fronts really it was okay but under the skin kind of nailed nailed those things 
Yeah, we get the same idea of the of sort of men being absorbed by this process, you know, they mm. get in under the skin, but under the skin does it in such an artistic way. Uh, and, and I guess the naked photography in this kind of reminds me a little bit of the men sinking into the floor, like you've got some similarities in style there. But I agree, uh, I think under the skin's ultimately a much cooler and, you know, well-developed concept. Mm. Great filmmaker. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, awesome. I love that. Cool. I think we're done with the orchid. Yes. Yes, indeed. And the director, which we never mentioned, is Carl Marot. I think um, I'm, I'm curious to see, like, where these filmmakers go next from this. Yeah. You know, like, there's clearly... There's clearly potential and talent there. Uh, it's just mm. where that gets focused next will be will be interesting to see. Yeah, and and all of my criticisms aside for this, and and there there are a few, but none are terminal. You know, like it it totally really agree. has so many good good parts about it, and really stands up. And it to the point that if I was in another frame of mind, you know, it would just take maybe a being on the um the gin instead of the vodka and, or something and that, being that on the weed instead of the the, the juice yes perhaps. yeah exactly <laughs> it could be just yeah. a quite if it had got me early it probably could have you know um got my attention the whole way might yeah. even be worth another another watch sometime <laughs> awesome you can find some of that blue orchid juice might take you to another place <laughs> carl if you've got some if you've got a, a stash send Check it over and we'll post. watch it again <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome all right doc that's another episode down another film from austin film festival and another see one you. to go see you for the next one all right catch ya bye folks